lover's blues sometimes, maybe. But suddenly get child. Disgusting. Lovers say the truth. You are now Lovers walk along every night. Peace and blessings, good people. We have another show ready for you. Sit back, relax, and listen up. You want to laugh? Go ahead and Google Jason Kelsey, and then Google Travis Kelsey, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking. About. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I don't know his brother. <laughs> I'm just, Go ahead. I'm just Google. understanding just, like just, the just, just, just to give you a quick laugh, you'll see the difference. A you'll see the difference between AAU basketball and hockey. Oh wow! It's a stark difference. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go ahead, man. <laughs> hey, go ahead, man. It's, it's all, how much age difference are these dudes? It's exactly wow. it's only two or years, bro. Yeah, man. That's what I'm that, trying to say. But, but that's a little more ethnicity. Yeah, they do look nice. <laughs> but that speaks to what I was saying about cultures. It depends. It depends on what you do. Depends on where you go and where you spend the most of your time at to where you how you're influenced. Right. If you have someone who's outside the culture that like a Gary V. Like I, I rock with Gary V. I listen to Gary V probably every day. Gary V, he's a white guy. He came from I think he came from Russia, if I'm not mistaken, as an immigrant. But when he got here, he fell in love with the Jets. He made friends. He went to college. He went to I don't I don't know if he went to an HBCU, but it was a college that he was surrounded by a lot of black people. So he was right. infused with our culture. He accepted our culture, but also he was within it. He had black friends. Right. So he understood the struggle. He understood the things that we went through and he can speak from a perspective that is culturally sensitive to our community. Mm-hmm. But he does have privilege. He still lives a different lifestyle. He's a millionaire, multi-millionaire, but he gets it. Exactly. All because he had he had exposure to our culture. He got to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. I definitely think there's a different level of that, but they feel they don't need to see our culture. Some. Which some. is fine. And right, I had, I had to break this habit, blanket. bro. Like, I had to truly break this habit of seeing every white person the same. And it, 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 it ties into the fullness of our discussion about the truth hurts, Lizzo, and the overall perception that we can't, the image that we have, of, I guess, of white people is derived from our ex- cultural experience as blacks in America. Right. I had, at some point, after going to college, after moving around, after having to interact with different people at work, being the only black person in my work environment, I had to interact with people from different cultures. So I had to put my bias aside I could not see everybody the same. I had to truly take time to get to know the people who were in front of me. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you realize that, okay, everybody's not the same. Okay, well, not. You know, this guy's a little different. Or this, this woman, she's a little different. Her temperament is off. It's not what I'm used to. His, his attitude is a little, uh, it's a little rough. Oh, he's an aggressive guy. He's just white. 
you know, it's it's, it's different. Exactly. It's nuances to personalities and characters that we see, but we sometimes demonize those things because of the racist and traumatic history that we've experienced by way of white people. Right. No, I mean, I can definitely speak to that firsthand. You know what I'm saying? Someone that went to a predominantly white high school. Um, it was literally only, I think at the time when I was there, maybe 7% black. I think maybe 20% other, everything else, over 70% uh, Caucasian. Of course, naturally, some of my best friends, I mean, it was a family. Literally, it was like my family, man. Like, I would literally say they were like my family. Like, they would literally give me their last if they had to. Because, you know what I'm saying? But they had it. So, but still, it's a lot of people, him included, who were like, I call them a brother. Honestly, the way the way we had it, the way we rolled, um, there's people at work, clearly, same thing. So, no, nah, I agree. You definitely can't put them on that same box. But I feel like we, honestly, we get, we, I think we have gotten to a place where we've had to do the extra work. I think mm-hmm. the larger part of society don't do the extra work because they haven't come in contact with people who look like us. Or we right. haven't come in contact with people who are different or who, who have the interest to understand our culture. Not just from what they right. see on TV at a Laker game on IG, social media in general. Right. Because there is a such thing as a narrative that we push. We do push narratives. Society we push narratives. And people hate to really admit that, but it's true. You can see a case building. Like, you can see what how they want you to feel about the LGBTQ community. You can see how they want you to feel about black women. You can see how they want you to feel about uh, women in general. Right, you you can see how they want you to feel about that because they speak to that and they create and support a narrative that is conducive to the success of these success of these groups. Right, and you can clearly see it's all it's it's quite weird, but when it gets to black men, and we say, "Oh, they're pushing a narrative, hate speech," no, they're not. Black men are just terrible. Well, why are they terrible? Because black men don't take care of their kids. Black men don't have mm. jobs. Black men don't go to college. Right. Black men don't do this. Black men don't do that. And then you turn around mm. and ask them about their, their fathers, their, their uncles. The father's a lawyer. <laughs> the father's a, a business owner. So you have people who don't really live the life or who have that experience who's pushing that narrative or who have those ideas in them heart based on what the media has told them. Right. That's the issue. That is the issue. It's not the people who are truly living those circumstances who is pushing those narratives. And nine times out of Mm -hmm. ten because they understand. Some are, don't get me wrong, some are. Some are pushing that, that narrative. But however, those who are in that space, they understand that the they understand the necessity of having a balanced home. They understand the value of a black man. They understand right. the need and the balance that it brings to a household. If there's a different type of cat, man. Who's that to know? I'm like, I don't want to sound racist because I think it's a man in general's leader, right? But there's something special about African American man. Oh yeah. 
I think about that. But if you think about statistically who's impacted more of the lack of male representation in the home, it's in the African-American community. Agreed. And that's why it was so important. You know, like we look at special education, education statistics, and it's a clear re- reflection of who is, quote unquote, deemed the problem. Black and brown boys. Over 80 percent of right. the, the special education field is embodied with black and brown boys. And that right. field is governed by Caucasian women. Yeah. Mostly Caucasian women. It's the highest percentage. Okay. That's teachers, psychologists, special educators. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. So you, you're telling boys, like men, let's say a man has heard from childhood that he is the problem. That how you're acting is a problem. How you learn is a problem. The way in which you speak is a problem. Right. How long you think it's going to be until he just internalizes that? Right. And, thinks and he starts is a to problem. become a problem. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he becomes a problem, it's like, oh, no, we, this is unacceptable. But you told this individual that they are, it's, everything that you do is a problem since birth. Right. And it all becomes a self-fulfilled prophecy. It's like, oh, well, I'm a problem. But people don't tend to just see it and believe it. It's always excuses. Oh, but you have a choice at some point. Yeah, you have a choice. So when you make that choice and you still realize you have no support, you have nobody really in your corner that's going to push you to do what you're supposed to do, it's going to tell you that it's okay, then what do you do? Because right. it's a clear difference in how we, and I know this is complete, this has gone to a different area or space, but it's a clear difference in how we raise our boys and our girls. I see it every day. Yeah. I see, I've been in, in, in meetings where uh, <laughs> someone wanted to diagnose a, a little boy with ED, ED, emotional disability, and we had a little girl who clearly fit the criteria, clear as day wanted to not diagnose her and give her chance to progress collect more data come back to the table over time and one student was tearing the little girl was tearing up the school I mean tearing up the school each and every day crying throwing fits throwing things just just an emotional wreck right the the boy the little black boy come on he He'll say, I, I ain't doing no work. It's great, but it's just, but I think it gets back to that narrative, though, right? <laughs> the girls are Come little on. princesses. The girls are little princesses, and the boys are little menaces. You know what I'm saying? Girls can't do anything wrong, and they want to protect them, whereas with the dudes, they try to do whatever. And I'm not bashing in any way, but I'm just saying it's what it is, literally. And so now you got this boy. Who may not have even needed it. Maybe he just wasn't entertained enough. I know for my parents, that's what they had to end up doing. I wasn't in challenging enough classes. Once I got into classes that were more challenging enough for the ones in an environment that was more conducive to my learning, I wasn't as much of a problem. That's a fact. And I, and I think we, we all share people who go to college, go to get advanced degrees. We have a similar story. Every black man that I've ever spoken to that talks about his uh, matriculation through education. Same thing. 
I finished my work. I wanted to talk. Like, what else I'm gonna do? Exactly. Literally. <laughs> like, what else you want me to do? Just sit here still and stare? Right. You want me to pull out a book? Really? Yeah. It's not I book. never do that. Like, that's never been a thing for me. I never see anybody around me read. Why why am I gonna read? Right. And it seems like a punishment. So you mean to tell me when I finish the work that I really don't want to do, that's really easy. I have to do something else that I really don't want to do and I see nobody around me do. Right. That's punishment. Just because so I start to associate work. reading or education with punishment. Yes. That's so it's deep. These levels, bro. That's so deep because that's something I do now, even to this day. It's like, I can't stand reading. I can do it clearly on a high level, but I just don't like it because, like I said, I still associate it with punishment. It's yeah. something I definitely got to go get checked out because I know it's not good. Reading's essential. But, but I don't do like to think, do it. But think about that, what you just said, bro. Even to this day. To this day. Yeah, like, bro. you. <laughs> you associate that with punishment. You know, I mean, and you, 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 you approaching thirty, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you feel me? So it's like you, you've carried that throughout your whole life, and then we wonder why we have these young men who are in their twenties, mid to late twenties, who are really confused and don't know themselves. They haven't had life spoken to them at all, at at all, at any point in their lives. And we just sitting here looking clueless as to why we have so many men who are lost, who really don't know what path to take. And all they hear, all they see in, in successful men are rappers, athletes. Right. Rapper we don't glorify the black doctor. We don't glorify mm-hmm. the black lawyer. We, we got an yeah. Annalise. We got a scandal on TV. Right. We got a, uh, what's the other girl? What's the other girl, my girl? She she married my man non uh Washington. Carrie yeah, Washington. Carrie Washington, that's who that's the scandal I'm talking about. You know, we got the, oh, you're the, the only people What's the other one? How to get away with murder? We got on TV right now is James St. Patrick. And he they he he came from a life of crime. He a drug dealer, exactly. So the exactly. images we see of for black men in the media aren't necessarily positive. They all come from no. a, a, a crime. Or, or yeah, a criminal type background who's trying to get legit. Like we always got to be bad and try to go straight. Why can't we just be good? Why can't we just naturally be good at things and be a good person and fall into success or work our way to success? We don't have those stories or those narratives to to follow. We we just don't. Not and people wonder why we we make bad decisions. What? Give me my example. Exactly. And then those exactly. who really do those things and who really take that path to to show you a better way, you don't love them until they die. Right. Exactly. You don't glorify them or give them that, that press that they need to, to be even more successful until they die. People will demonize Do- uh, Dr. Umar Johnson because he's going to look you in your face and tell you the truth and make you uncomfortable about it. Now, I don't agree with everything that Dr. Umar says. But a lot of times when we he speaks about society and the way we pivot certain communities and certain narratives against the black man in the black household, that is 100% true. And we hate it because it makes us uncomfortable. Right. We want to be so accepting of everything. We don't want to have any boundaries. We want to give everybody else the, 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 
the 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 leeway to be themselves and be comfortable in their skin, but we won't give ourselves and our own communities that same right. Right. And I think it's doing ourselves a huge disservice, isn't it? And look where it's gotten us. Everybody else has got laws written in for them. Every other community has some type of initiative. They have support. They've gained success. They have they're more unified than ever. And the black community is still tore up, still divided. Right. And the thing is, though, there they are ones out there that exist. They are real ones that exist that are out here in these streets that are doing it. That just have to be lawyers and doctors. I know the school I went to, Charles School Law, even though it's not around anymore. It's a lot of real ones that came out of there, man. Like, I know my girl Tiana down in Charlotte doing her thing. My man Duran up in New Jersey. And I can go down a long laundry list of people who are real ones, who sit there, trap with you, whatever. You know, I'm not trapped with you because I don't trap. But you know what I'm saying? Listen to trap music, talk entertainment, talk, you know what I'm saying, all this stuff. But out here doing cases. You know what I'm saying? Out here doing medical work. You know, my LB. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Out here, he's he doing his thing with pharmaceuticals. You know what I'm saying? I got frat bros, dentists, stuff like that. You don't hear them being you don't hear them being out here promoted. But you got people like, what's my what's my man that died last week in the in the uh, airport? Juice World. Yeah, you got my people like Juice World out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking anything he's doing. Get your money. But I'm saying we're gonna promote him. We gotta promote these real ones too. But that's what I mean. It's like if you that's my, my frustration with our community is that we really hate the very thing that can help us. I, I right. hate it. Like I, I posted that on Facebook probably a week or two ago, and it's like anything that we can that that's the good that's good for our community, we call it white, right? Or you're not of us. The right. very thing that you just said about you have people who who listen to trap music, who can cut and kick it with you. That's that's in us. That's the duality of being a black intellect. You come from this environment. It, maybe you didn't come from this, this environment, but the hip hop culture is so strong and influential that that's a part of you. You can listen right. to Jeezy and go in the, in the courtroom. You can listen to, 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 to Jay-Z and go into the, med- the, the hospital. Right. Like you can do all of these things and still have these pieces that, that are, part, are a part of you and be great. You don't have to be criminal. You don't have to be addicted to opioids and drug, and you ain't got to be smoking a pound a week. Like you ain't. Got, you don't have to be doing those things to be black, right? To be real, to be to not be a square or lame. Right. I, I was having this conversation with somebody. I, I don't. I don't got too invested, but like I've, I was having this conversation with somebody of the. A while, a while back, like not too long ago, but recently I was, and I was speaking to how you know we just quickly label people as lame. Like, what what's a lame? Like, what makes people lame? I, I know I've used it before, but generally <laughs> we call people lame who have a have a vested interest in academics, who have a vested interest in something that is a little bit more practical than than sports, rap, entertainment. We call these people lame because they not outside. Right. Ten years so down the line, these people grow into be the decision makers, the culture pushers in our community, the pillars in our community. And we don't get them respect are- because they won't outside shooting. They won't outside selling drugs. They won't outside fighting. Like, really? 
That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's, that's dumb. The, that's society. That's where we live, bro. It's like, the worst nothing thing. Nothing pisses me off more than having hearing people say that because, like, what what does that mean? Like, what type of you you getting? You got respect because you you won some fights on Facebook Live. Really? But what irks me even more about it, well, that person didn't have the opportunity to do it. Right? We get mad at somebody for doing something that, honestly, their parents probably just letting them go outside. They had structure. You getting mad because that person, yeah, exactly. That person had something that you didn't have. They had structure. They had somebody who cared about them enough to keep them from being exposed to the harshness of life. Right. To the evils of life at a certain point. Right. Right. And, that, and maybe you didn't have that. Maybe you didn't have that. And 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 I get it. I get it. I truly get it. But it's a certain point where we have to control the narrative and figure out what we're going to be accepting and what we're going to be rejecting. Right. At some point, we got to stop rejecting the good that can come from our community. We got to start making it okay to be smart, making it okay to be a nerd, making it okay to not just be... <laughs> I don't... I don't it's okay to be who you are. It's truly okay to be who you are. And I, in our community, I feel like we 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 compartmentalize what we deem acceptable and what we identify as being black and real. Right. And it's truly the stupidest thing to me. Like we're black people. We're we're just, we're the most multifaceted culture ever. Right. We even have turmoil within our cultures. Like, oh, you you African. No, you're not African American. What is African American? You just black. You a black American. Oh, I'm not black. I'm from the islands. I'm Dominican. I'm Puerto Rican. Like we argue about so many different things in our community. It's like, bruh, I can't even keep up with them. You can't, we can't I mean, agree on nothing. No. No. We, we focus on so we much on that to where it's it's like you it's levels to even being black, like oh you African, right? Dominican, Jamaican, like so it, it's like almost as an African American is down at the bottom of the totem pole. We don't have no real space to connect ourselves to because we don't know where the origin of our families and our people came from. But we try to connect ourselves back to Africa. Some people in Africa is like, nah, we don't want y'all. Y'all are not of us. Well, I had a conversation with a gentleman a couple weeks ago. So there was this dude, right? My mind was filming or something. And there was this dude there that we were talking to him. And I was like, you know, what is your heritage? And he's like, well, both of my parents are from South Africa. And I'm like, wait a minute. Time out. Mind you, his skin was about as light as it comes. So I'm like, hold on. Your parents are from where? This is South Africa. So we had this conversation. I was like, are you technically African then? And then everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. But I'm like, well, hold on. Is he not? And I was like, would that then not make him African-American? And I say all that to yeah. say, it's like, what is it really? And then they were sitting there like, oh, no, nah, you can't say that. And they would try to go all into it. And I was like, that's part of the issue. Just because his skin color, we don't see him as African-American. But I'm like, technically, he's parents from Africa. And he's in America now. And then, so the other guy, with, with the whole crux of this conversation, 
was basically trying to say, well, why does it matter whether he's African-American? He's just an American. And I'm like, well, that's the problem. It's okay to be Italian. It's okay to be French. It's even okay to be Nigerian. But when I sit here and wonder, try to figure out my joint, oh, you're just American. It's even worse. Exactly. It's like, you're not of us. It's like, it's like you're not of us. And we're not even accepted in America. So it's kind of like we are the lost children of the world. Who, mm-hmm. who really are wanderers who have no home. And we can't even agree within our own subculture of, of our blackness to be unified and move in a certain way. Yeah, that's real. We can't even stick together enough to truly push a culture that's conducive to what we need for our community. Mm. It's sad, bro. Like I, I get so mad about that joint, man. Cause people, a lot of people don't know, man. I had the opportunity to actually stay with uh, uh, a family from Liberia when I first moved to DC, and mm-hmm. I got to just see culture, African culture, up close and personal. And being from the South, people just didn't understand that that it was we have the same tendencies. We have a similar structure. We have a similar flow into how we do things, and we're way we're more alike than we're we're different. That's how mm-hmm. I know we are truly African people. So we I don't know if we got to separate you know the whole black white the, the color thing and it's just of of one people. We just need to strive to that to more. But staying with that family, bro, like even the way they do like cassava leaf, you know, we do our collard greens, even the way we. We have Big Mama. They have the Oma. Like it's 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 so similar, bro. Like it's truly so similar. And even the women being like the 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 backbones of the family, like it's it's the same structure, but we see each other as different. And I, yeah, I was told, and so many times that I, I wasn't African American. You were Black American. You just black. You 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 were Black American. You're not. We different. And it wasn't all of them. It was it was it was a select few. But how we see ourselves and how the world see ourselves matters. So we can't continue to allow any and everything to be accepted or to be acceptable. Right. We must represent ourselves and have respect for ourselves and hold a, hold ourselves accountable so that we can be our best versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. The truth hurts, brother. Truth A lot hurts. of people ain't gonna be willing to take that. Yeah, the truth hurts, man. And, and shoot, we we can be completely wrong. We could have just spent all this time talking, and <laughs> we're completely <laughs> off base. Yeah, I'm, no, I, I definitely think there's a lot of validity. Exactly, I'm definitely open to it. I'm not perfect, but I feel there's a lot of validity in our talk. And if you could have the truth about the conversation, then that's what oh, it would be. Truthfully, I mean, exactly. literally, the truth does hurt. You know what I'm saying? There's some truths about me that you got to hear. It's like, I ain't really like to hear that, 